Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Amon Sheeran's Pirate Radio Podcast. Today, I'm very excited that we have uh, Elijah Taylor in the building here in Belrose, Queens. Elijah, yo, thank you for thanks for on. having me, bro. Yeah, man, thanks here. for coming on. I've been a fan of your podcast since it was called the Elijah Taylor Podcast. Yeah, so it goes <laughs> back a minute. Came a long way. How you been, man? How's running? Uh, running's been good, man. Um, been a good season so far. Uh, ran a mile a couple weeks, two weeks ago. Ran four twenty seven. That's so a PR, right? Three second PR. I hate the mile, by the way. So really, yeah, I was just happy to finally break four thirty. So yeah, Damn. so getting ready for outdoor, you know. What's your favorite of, race? I'm more of an eight hundred meter guy. Uh, Always on yeah. eight, but um, yeah, just trying to get my body right. You know, get a little stronger, avoid some injuries, and you know, see where we go from there. That's definitely new in the game. So I want to tell everyone how we met. Uh, the first time we met, I think it was going into my junior year at the running school, and you were my counselor. Yes, and I believe I was like a sophomore in college. So at LIU like, Brooklyn? Yeah, LIU Brooklyn. I just had finished my freshman year of college, first season of cross country, and I guess the plan of that summer was to come in there, well, have a whole long base training, so I think that summer I did like that was one of the most, besides this past summer when I ran the marathon, mm-hmm. that was the most running mileage draws I've ever done. Oh, what I think were you I, at? at the, by the end of the summer, like the week before camp, I was like 80 miles per week. That's a lot. Yeah, so that's when I was like, all right, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm ready for this. And then we had went to camp, and that was my first time as a counselor there. Like I said, I've been there right. maybe two years as a camper, so I already knew, I was familiar with the running school, obviously. Um the director, like, you know, Sean Rice. Sean Rice, of course. Uh, Sean Rice is actually, like, a student. He used to go to my high school, and he also used to, as a result of that. Midwood? Yeah. Well, I didn't go to Midwood. I went to Bishop Ford. So he okay. used to go to Bishop Ford, but he used to coach at Midwood. So that's how those ties always had. So gotcha. my school used to always send our athletes there. So And the other co-director, Bart, was my high school coach. Yeah, so you, that's usually how it is. That they'll send their guys yep. there, and that's, like, the go. backbone of the camp. So That was bad if you didn't go. <laughs> yeah, I imagine first, that. First day of Hell Week, you're like, oh, But they no. took care. Honestly, it was always a good experience. And, like, sure. if you never went, the kids that went there years prior would always just talk about how great it was. So. It was definitely something to be to look forward to every summer. And one of the best parts for me was people, like, all the time you get made fun of for being a runner, and then you go to the running school, and you're with people that are exactly the same. Yeah, the I, same I, I mean, it depends on the schools. Like, yeah, I, I, I always got the logic. Some people always try to pit on the new ones, like, yeah, these runners are, like, nerds or whatever. You have no life. All you're doing is running out there, especially, right. like, long distance and whatnot. But I guess, yeah, that's one of the first times you're in an environment with like-minded people where everybody does the same thing. So it's like, oh, you run? All right, cool. Who runs faster? Sure. Like, you get more brownie points for being, like, a super nice runner than and opposed to at school where they're like, oh, you run? Oh, that's lame. That's not football a real sport. Cool. Yeah, football is more cool. Run, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's that's it, that, yeah, that's definitely, like, the first time you're introduced to people your age, your peers, who are, like, in the same... Well, not profession, but same extracurricular as you, where you kind of have the same goals, same ideas. Yeah, you speak the same lingo, like you understand the same things, you know what I mean? Which is kind of rare in the running world sometimes. And you also go, like, thinking you're, like, the man running, like, sub five at your school, and they put you in cabin nine. Exactly, And then you're like, oh, man, there's a lot of people faster than me. It's very humbling, yeah. I remember my first time as a camper. Now, don't get me wrong, I wasn't the greatest athlete at my school, but I was, you know, one of the upper tier guys. And when you get to camp, it's like, all right, this is everybody else's upper tier guys. And then 
that's when you realize, like, all right, maybe if I went to Syosset, I probably would have been a nobody. Oh, I mean, listen, <laughs> you know I was I mean? a nobody. So many people. That's how I was until my senior year. So yeah, it's humbling. Like it lets you know, like, yo, there's so much talent. Like you can never really stop working hard. So right. my first time as a camper, it was like, damn, I'm like, these kids are all faster than me. I'm like, how did I get in this cabin again? I yeah. think the only reason I was in there Sean? was like 800 times. Yeah, like oh. it was like, all right, like my 800 time was leaps above everybody else's at they, one point. They do do that though. Like 152 kids yeah. do get into cabin one yeah like that's usually how it is so that was my like claim to fame in there like i remember we were going around talking times and i'm like yeah uh i ran like i think at the i don't time, know about the five i ran like 204 yeah everybody's talking about mile times like 440 i'm like yeah, i don't think i've ever ran a mile. i think i've only ran one mile i was like a 520 mile that's okay. <laughs> yeah everybody's like how the hell is he i'm like i ran 204 and 800 uh or no 203 my bad and everybody was like, oh my gosh like everybody there was like, kids, 250. like everybody's like how'd you do that <laughs> it was like me and three other guys who were like the sub to a five crew so we were like all right and you could just see how different we were like fitness wise like we would fade at the end of runs but like in the beginning we'll be good we can hang on but it's more of a like it just showed you the difference in our trading philosophies yeah. and our skill sets so definitely it's definitely like opening strength, so. yeah it's fun though definitely it's cool. a good time and it's just so much fun like the downtime there we just chill play frisbee absolutely talk and people would wonder like why would you want to go to a camp as a counselor with some some other high school kids like someone posted that you yeah. may have yeah i think that was my yeah i post that every every year i posted like a picture like that i was like a instagram. caption on instagram yeah and it's just fun like honestly like i take that week off from where people are like oh my gosh like you're wasting five like for those people like most most places you work like more than likely like you'll only get like starting maybe off. yeah you'll probably get like 15 days off if you're lucky like 15 is average you know 15 days pto so that's like using a third of your vacation days for camp to be a smelly high school kid like right. if you wrote that on paper you'd be like yo that's a terrible idea right but like knowing being there all those years and knowing what the camp represents and what we actually do there it's worth it and I, I enjoy it like to me it's like alright I look at it like oh that's five days of training training free food I get to sleep somewhere like you know what I mean like in reality I'm like I, I and I get a little bit of money for this paid vacation I'm like yeah like this, sign me up I don't mind for sure and my logic is like I think this is about to be my eighth year as a counselor seventh maybe I've been there almost almost ten years we're getting close to ten years I know that for yeah, sure yeah the first year I went I was going into eighth grade and I went every year since yeah so it's crazy. been a long time so yeah I've probably been there eight years as a counselor this will be my eighth year as a counselor which is crazy but it's like it's just a shoe-in. Like, I tell when I started my job, I was like, listen, like, this week in August, I'm gone. And they're like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, hey, I'm going to camp. They're like, camp? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's running camp. No and I'll show them the website. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. So it's definitely fun. I, like, I enjoy it every year. It's always good to see the athletes Same themselves. Faces. Yeah, because yeah, you see how they grow. Like, a lot of these athletes, like, I remember when you were a little-ass kid. Like, I didn't really know know you. Like, they'd be like, yo, look, that's that kid Iman. You were, like, a little-ass kid. Yeah, Iman. And then I think... I think, uh, was it my... What year did you grow? Because I think the year I had you, you oh, wasn't man. that big yet. Then the following summer, I'm like, yo, it so might got was, fucking big as shit. So, from my junior year, and then going into my, my junior year, it was a growth year. What happened, though? Like, did you just wake up one day, and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm just, seven feet tall. Like, I don't know, man. Just sitting in that weight like, room. Like, you came to camp, and I'm like, what the fuck, yo? <laughs> yeah, I did definitely had a huge growth spurt. And I think that's probably why I sucked so bad until my senior year. I was running, like, 451. And then just I trying finally, to get used to the, the growth. Trend. I yeah. mean, it was dramatic, though, because I don't know, you picked up, like, a foot. Something. I it mean, was, I'm 6'4 now. Wow. I wasn't, like, one of the shorter kids then, but I wasn't, like... You weren't, like, a giant like you are now. No. Like, you could definitely play, like, college basketball, shooting yeah. guard, like... <laughs> so Six I was like, whoa. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, how do you get so big? 
And that's the thing. Like, it's interesting just to see how certain kids, like, you see them from, like, when they were, like, especially, like, the kids that were in youth cab and from, like, I've seen some of them from, like, the push-up seven, kids. sixth graders. Yeah, now they're in college. And I'm like, wow, like, what, I've seen your whole life flash What really you. bugged me out, I think the kid's name is Dom, and I'd seen yeah. him when I was a camper in youth cabin, now he's in cabin one. Yeah, he's grown, he grown, grown kids now. It's crazy to it's, see It's that, just bro. crazy to see them grow up. Time. Like, even Oliver. I remember when Oliver was a little, adorable little kid. Adorable little kid. And Oliver's a grown kid. He's still respectful. Same kid, but same face. He's just tall now, and it's just like, wow. Yeah, that's also, I was a youth cabin counselor, so that's yeah. going to be especially weird for me. You get to see them go all the way up. And yeah. just even, not even just growing, but, like, the times, like, seeing the running times develop is, like, really interesting. Funny story. So I was watching USATF Indoor Nationals which Just was now? two weeks ago. Yeah. So one of the kids that was running in the thousand from St. Anthony's, he was actually in my cabin. I don't remember oh, which really? year it was. His name's Matthew Payamps from St. Anthony's High School. He had one of the fastest times in the country in a thousand kid. meters. Yeah. And I'm and, and the thing is, I I'm in my head. I'm like, this kid seems mad familiar. So I go on Facebook and I'm like, we're Facebook friends. I'm like, oh wow, he was at camp. But the only reason I don't remember him as much is he left middle of the week. But I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, yo, he was like, I was like in cabin five. You know what I mean? I'm like, right. wow, like, this kid went on to, like, be a U.S. national, like, was elite crazy. I had, like, before a, he finishes high school. Like, it's crazy. I had a similar thing. I was in cabin five and I was running, you know, okay times my yeah. senior year. And then my senior year, I dropped, uh, I made the four by eight and we were all American at uh, indoor. So yeah. it was crazy. Like, I really had a breakout year. And you just never know. Yeah, you never, never know, know how fast somebody's going to develop and what they're going to become. It's really crazy. Yeah. But, like, man, I saw that, and I was like, wow, good for him. I think he's committed to, like, Georgetown. I'm like, Probably. yo, I wish him the best, man. Good luck. Yeah. He's going to kill yeah. it next year. So let's get into some of the, the weirder stuff, like the dances and the weird Sayasa kids. Oh, yeah, watching it. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Sayasa High School, obviously most of your listeners probably know, you went right. there. Big school in Long Island. They have a very, very, very big track team. It's we have the national record indoor, 2005, 742-22. Yeah, so those guys... Shout out to Bart. If you go to that kid, you're bound to have at least one, most likely Weirdo. five, Sayasa kids. You Sayasa kids are some of the... Strangest. Strangest kids I've ever met. Because you guys are very talented. It's nothing to do with talent. Nothing to do with running. It's just, just weird personalities. tendencies, personalities. Yeah. What's weird about you guys, and not only that you're weird, you guys are like insanely smart what I've realized too mm-hmm. like the weird part I always find out every year is when it's time for you guys to go to colleges and I'm like wait this kid was an Ivy League student oh like how like yeah. Jack Robbins he's Jack like, Robbins I'm like Shout how out the to hell Jack. is Jack Robbins in the Ivy League like, this kid was a total listen. clown yeah, he oh, goes to Cornell or something. Yeah, like Lamb, I'm like, yo, Lamb was a clown. Like these Florida kids, State. they always go to great, great, great colleges, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, either the education system at Syosset is just leap years above everything else, or it these kids be. are just geniuses. Know. Probably is. I mean, New York City public schools, public suck. schools are good, but like or, um, over, uh, but uh, up in Long, Long Island, Island looks yeah. decent, at least in Syosset. Syosset is, yeah. There's some, there's some bad ones out there, but yeah. we don't have to talk about that. But I looked at that, I was like, wow. But you guys are just like the stories, like this is. Thing, what like, is the, one of the crazy, crazier stories you heard from a Sayasa kid? All right, there's too many to pick, but I'll pick one. So, the, for, for those of you guys that don't know, so we share cabins with these kids. So, you could imagine trying to go to sleep at 11 a.m. and just having kids just talk all night. Are you trying to take a nap? You said a.m. Oh, my bad. P.m., my bad. At night, and these kids are just talking. So, I remember one time, one what of these kids, this is, I think I was in four, I want to say. Okay. So, I had this kid, I think his name was David Lynn. So Lamb's talking about one time they're having a cross country race. 
Apparently it snowed. This is the a day real before. story, by the way. Yeah, apparently it snowed the day before, like a cross country race. Now I don't know what this kid had to eat the day before, but like apparently he's like midway in the race and he really has to go to the bathroom really, really bad. And he's like, "Yo, I can't poop myself." So he runs off course in the middle of the woods. He poops in the middle of the snow. But instead of, like, you know, everything's wet. <laughs> so instead of grabbing, like, a leaf or something, he grabs a snowball, wipes his ass with a snowball, <laughs> pulls up his short shirts, and keeps running. And I was like, yo, you kids are some of the sickest kids I've ever seen. You know what my life. problem was, with, is with that story? And this is speech to, like, being sick. Like, you got time to wipe your ass during the race? Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> like, yo, that's sick. <laughs> like, my thing is, like, I don't know. I understand when you got to go, you got to go. But, like, my man... Yeah, that's pull okay. your pants off and keep going. He actually <laughs> has like stomach problems, so that yeah, I think that maybe that's how that started. Yeah, but that was one of the funniest things. That are I've some heard. great stories. Kids are crazy. Yeah, and the dances get really crazy. Just like yeah, I crazy. just look at you guys I'm like you weirdos, man. It's just like yeah, it's like perfect. Like all weird people just unite at that game, and like I'm really happy do. for you guys. Yeah. The, the counselors like want the kids to do well at the dance. That's of course, fun. that's all I want. I just want them <laughs> like, to be. How'd happy. you do tonight? Yeah, exactly. I just want them to be great. Cause I remember when I was a camper there, it was like, I right, I gotta get at least like somebody's phone number, even though it'll be with some girl that lives in Long Island that I'll never see again. We will still be Facebook friends to this day. Like I remember, like she knows you. Know. I still have her on She's Facebook. Married, her name's but... Jamie Forrest. Like it's just <laughs> mad funny because like I'll keep up and just every now and then I'll see it on my on my newsfeed and I'm like oh shit how's she doing? I'm like damn son she chilling. Good times. And I'm just good like yeah she looks baby. exactly the same. <laughs> it's just mad funny. I'm like good times. I'm like look yeah. how everybody's like it's funny to like. You'll meet those girls at camp. You'll have them on Facebook, and you just see how they grow up. And you're like, yo, honestly, running people tend to be good citizens in society. Yeah, like, not for nothing. Yeah, like, not to say, like, toot anybody's own horn, but, like, I've never met any, like, long-distance runner that was, like, no. like a jerk-off or anything. Like, they're always usually, like, great, outstanding members of society. You have to be a little crazy to run that long, but it also teaches you... Like, discipline, yeah. yeah like, they're sure. usually really good people. Like, you'll see them. They'll, they'll go to good schools. They'll get decent jobs. But not only that, they're just great members in the community. So, like, I'll always, like, keep in tabs, keep in touch with, like, people I went to camp with. And I'm like, damn, like, everybody's doing well. It's like, this is good to hear. For sure. And that's another good thing is, like, like you'll meet people and you never know, like, when you'll come across their past again. We'll like, see, we saw each other at the TC and Jamie. That yeah, was a really cool like, moment. Even outside of track, though. Like, yeah. I remember one time as a counselor... I had this kid. I can't remember which one is which because basically, so my first year at the camp, I was in the cabin with his brother. I think his name was Tom. I went to camp with Tom Birmingham. He went to John Jay High School upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And then I had his. Those kids are crazy too. I, yeah. So I had his uh, brother, his little brother, Frankie, Frankie Birmingham. That kid was when so I ended funny. up realizing, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, yo, you remind me of this kid who I went to camp with. His name was Tom. He's like, no shit, that's my brother, bro. I'm like, no way. And it's just like so funny how. You'll meet somebody's sibling, and you're like, wow, you're so similar. Even, like, two years ago, I had a kid named, um, he's from, uh, he's actually from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I-, I graduated high school with his brother, who his brother didn't run track, but he did at Xavier. And I'm like, you remind me of this kid named Glenn Sosa. He's like, yo, that's my little, that's my bigger brother. And I'm like, wow. So it's just funny seeing siblings, too, because you see how, like, even though they're different, they have similar, like, tendencies, similar, like, senses of humor, and they look similar. So that's like one of the interesting things going to that camp every year yeah. that you get to see. I've missed it, man. I've I've had preseason the last two years and yeah. it sucks, man. And I got another preseason coming, so yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I definitely miss it. It definitely helps get you motivated though and ready to run like your own personal seasons. Like this year, like I, I came to camp before the marathon and it kept me motivated. I was like, all right, 
Like, I definitely got to keep this mileage up and, you know, keep grinding. Yeah. So, at least when I come next year, they're going to be like, all right, how'd you do at the marathon? Did you do? Did you finish? Like, yeah. Yeah, you finished. Finished. Hurt. Yeah. Broken. But, uh, Talk finished. about the marathon a little bit. What was that What was that experience oh, like? Oh, man. That was, like, I always wanted to do one. I always told myself I was going to wait until I was older. Mm-hmm. But I guess the window to do it this year was open, so... I had the automatic qualifier from running a half marathon. What'd you run in the half? I ran an hour 19. That's fast. Yeah. So I felt good. You know, and I'm like, honestly, that hour 19 wasn't like something where I feel like I'm pushing myself. So I'm like, all right, I should be able to like run a marathon. So I trained for it. I kind of did the similar training where like I just did a lot of like long runs. I probably built like maxed out at like 80 miles a week. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like maybe two weeks before the marathon. And I started like bringing it down. So it was a lot of like doubling. Like I probably ran like two times a day like three times a week at some point at, at the towards the end of it i did two times a day five runs a week so it was like i was five doing doubles a week five doubles a week monday through friday so yeah mm-hmm. it was really towards the end of it you really feel your body like getting like getting really worn out like for sure by the marathon like the day of the marathon i know we had a good weather day it wasn't like really cold it was a similar day today like maybe like 50 degrees sunny you know not rainy mm-hmm. so it was really good and honestly, I felt good for, like, maybe the first 20 miles. Like, I came through a mile. That's what Whatever I say the half marathon was, was... Whatever the half was, I came through the half at an hour 20. But what... Which is really good. Yeah, and I felt really good. What, what got to me is, after that, my body started cramping. And I tried to, like, keep, like, you know... Eventually, it would go away. I'll keep jogging. But, like, it just would not go away. So, like, when I got to mile 20, that's when the cramps really got bad. Like, I felt like my hamstring was going to fall off the Did you ever have to stop? I had to, like, stop and walk. Oh, I was no. eating bananas from random people. So, yeah, that's when I lost a lot of time. Like, I was on pace to run, like, 245. But after the constant, like, stopping, starting, stopping, starting, I got to the line, like, at 307, which was just, it was really bad. Like, I felt the wall. And I, I could live with running, hitting the wall. But the like the cramping, I couldn't really run through, so it was really bad. So that was like three oh seven, which I was like, uh, like I was happy with the time. First, yeah, for first effort, like it's a good time. I definitely just know I was capable of running under three, so mm-hmm. I may attack it again in uh, twenty twenty maybe. Word, but um, we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Definitely, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I recommend everybody do. It. It's a good experience. Like the whole, even if you don't like want to run it fast just to get through it, it's people really jog fun. it and like. My cousin did that too. Yeah, like, like the crowd itself, it's just worth it. Like me running yeah. through it, I saw so many people that I've known. Like it was just funny running through it. I see kids from camp who like oh, really? Yeah, they're just casually Wanda walking did it, through right? the street. Yeah, Wanda's like every year. But not even people running it, like people just like walking along. Like I saw one of my campers, he was like, Elijah, what are you doing? Like, oh let's go. You'll <laughs> see some of the camp kids at water stops. Like it's really it's really cool just having random people cheer for you. It's really like the city really comes together for it. Yeah. So I would say, like, if you get the opportunity to do it, I would definitely give it a chance because it's one of a, it's one of the coolest experiences. It's like fifty thousand people. It's crazy. And people it's write really their fun. name on their bibs. So yeah, like there's people, on. there's people literally, every, almost every inch of the damn race except for the bridges. Like everywhere people can be, there's people. You know what I mean? For sure. So like, every and, and there's music. Like people are My really fans. out there. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. So it's a great way to see the city. I would say I, I suggest if you live in New York. If you run, I say do it once at least, just to get it mm-hmm. off the bucket list. It sucks. Like, you'll be hurting for, like, two weeks. I got to shout out my girl, uh, Shalene Flanagan, first uh, American woman Shalene winner. Shalene Flanagan out here. And pooping. I knew I wanted to bring this up. I'm glad I remembered. But the, the, I think it was the year before she broke out and became, like, a sick pro. Mm-hmm. Your girl, uh, Sierra, at the running school. She Sierra was Brown. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny um, you bring her up. 
So, like, I, I knew of her from college because, like, she used to run at uh, Hampton. Um, she used to always race one of my teammates who's from New Zealand. Her name's Katrina. So they were always, like, the neck same neck. heat, neck and neck, neck and neck. And I was just like, damn, these girls are really good. And it's, like, funny because they went under the radar because of the schools they went to. But right. she was always a really good runner. She probably, I'm not, I'm not going to say the training at Hampton was bad. She just probably didn't reach her top potential, which That's is good time. now. Watching her now with... Uh, She's with uh, Hoka. New York, yeah, Hoka, New York, New Jersey. You can see it's just like that coach gets the best out of Jax, her. Yeah, and it's really, really like impressive. And it's funny that year she first was a counselor, we were at camp. And Sean made a funny joke like, oh, you better watch out. Like, she's going to be running faster than you in a year she or two. She freaking was, man. And she's knocking on the door for me. Like, you know how like they're like, yo, like, she's right there. Like, I think her PB is like 158 something. Mine's Which like is 157. Like- it's First like, of all, 158 for a girl is like 142. Yeah, it's like elite. Like, she's world class. World That's class. why I like. I, like, I have no problem with her beating me. Because she's world class and she's very capable of beating me by no means. I don't yeah, care. for sure. But just know that she's knocking on the wood. Like, I think she ran. I was looking at these results because they had the guy broke the mile indoor record last week. And it was a women's race at Boston That's as well. That's right, yeah. And she won it with like a 428. And in my head, I was like, That's yo. breaking four or even better for That's like three. Yeah, exactly. But in my head, I'm like, yo, I just broke 420. I just broke 430 <laughs> like two days ago before this. I'm like, yo, like you're right there. She's Crazy. like, she's going to bust my ass. I was just like, one of these days, we're just going to like race. And she's going to bust. But she's really good. Like, That's she's awesome, really good. Right? very humble. And I just like her work ethic. So I wish her the best. For sure. But she's came a long way. Like, she's, she works really hard. It was crazy for me because I was like, this girl's killing it. Didn't I see her at the running school? Is that yeah, the same? she's very low-key. Yeah. You wouldn't expect that. But she's she's a, she's definitely a beast. I'm yeah, really it just goes to show you, goes. too, like, once you commit to being a full-time pro, it's, like, the the amount of, like, your potential is endless. Like, looking at her right. as a full-time pro, it's like, all right, now that, like, track is my job, it's, like... She's out here. She's 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 improving leaps and bounds. So there's like no limit. So it's really fun to watch. Yeah, definitely happy for her. And it's also that like running school family. It's, yeah, of course. We all want to see each other succeed. Yeah, definitely. We want to see everybody eat. So that's always sure. good to see. Shout out to her. Yeah. So do you um do you fill out a bracket selection Sunday? Uh, next Sunday it starts. I usually yeah. do. I usually run a bracket pool. Actually, can I get in there? Oh uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll text you about it. All I think right. it's usually like ten or twenty dollars. So. Yeah. So. I'm big on March Madness. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a like huge, huge, huge college basketball junkie. Like I keep up with it all throughout the year. Like I'll watch like two, two to three games a week, and I'll look at scores. Like you know, see mm-hmm. what's happening in each conference. But like March Madness, man, it's like it's one of the intense. best times of the it's year. It's like the best like yeah. couple weeks for sports. It's just everything. great, like because the playoffs start too. Like, yeah, like right now, I like the build up to it. Like right now, you have a lot of like the small mid major conferences. They'll have their conference tournaments. Mm-hmm. So, like, for people that don't know, if you win your conference, you get a automatic, automatic bid, which is just cool because it's, like, you always have that chance. Like, getting an at-large bid, it really depends on the teams you play on your schedule. So, you'll have to play really good teams and beat them to really, you know, you have to have a really good season to get an at-large bid. So, like, to get to, to watch it, and like, this point right here is when you it's kind of fun Shaping seeing up. people be yeah, you see in, like... I was watching Murray State versus Belmont yesterday, which Belmont was a favorite, even though Murray State has, like, a top three NBA talent, John uh, Morant. John Morant, yeah. Yeah. 
So it was cool in my head. Every I think everybody who really watches college basketball kind of had Belmont penciled to win, even though like people that don't really watch it, you'd be like, oh yeah, John Moran's gonna lead it. Right. But Belmont actually has a NBA talent too, who's like a second round grade type talent. I forgot the kid's name, mm-hmm. but like Belmont was the better team. But John Morant just said, yo, nah, I need to go to this tournament. He dropped like thirty, had like ten assists, had like one of those like superstar games where he's like, yo, this is that why a I'm a top game. five NBA pick. Yeah. So that's what you like to see because teams, kids like that, that get into the tournament, you don't know. He could single-handedly just take a game over and win a first-round matchup against a, like, two or three seed. You know what I mean? So For sure. It's interesting to watch. I like the, I love tourney season, man. It's so much fun. Definitely. So are you a Knicks or a Nets fan? I'm a Nets fan. I've okay. been a Nets fan since they were in New Jersey, though. So like, Yeah, you, I, I, I give you that credit because if you hopped on the bed, that's a different thing. Yeah, like but. my dad was, My dad grew up in Long Island, out in Hempstead. So like back mm-hmm. when the Nets used to be an ABA Island Garden. team. Huh? They used to play at the Island Garden. Yeah, so right back when Delta. Dr. J and whatnot used to yep. play, like he was a fan from there. So obviously like I inherited his team. So I was just Definitely. always a Nets fan. I'm the same way. I inherited the Knicks from my dad. So yeah. if you're the Knicks and you get the one pick, who do you take? Um, so everybody's going to say the consensus pick is to take Zion. I personally like R.J. Barrett's game for the I NBA better. Like, I think R.J. doesn't get enough notice because he doesn't do a lot of flashy it's things. But, right. like, as a, like, player that could just fit in right away, play around, play, play, play in the league right away, has a defined role, I like R.J. Barrett. Zion's upside is probably, like, you know... He greatest of all time. Not, but I'm not gonna say he's the greatest of all time. But he has that LeBron James, Michael Jordan type of like DNA where it's like, yo, this kid could really like. He's a high flyer. He's athletic as hell. Could jump out the rim, Exciting. jump out the gym. Plays hard on Break defense. The rim. Plays yeah. really hard on defense. He could do it all. He just has to develop That's, a nice looking jumper, uh, which you know can happen. Right. I was talking about this with my dad, and he made an interesting point. I was on the Zion train too, but he said people need to separate his athleticism from, from his, his skill, o- from the offensive skills. Yeah. yeah, and that's a problem for him. Exactly. Like I, I need to see his skill set. Like, can he post up? Can he shoot? How is he as a passer? Like, is he like that's the thing about LeBron as a prospect is besides his like athleticism what everybody really loved about LeBron was his ability to make amazing passes the caliber of a guard like right. to this day like when LeBron like we're starting to see LeBron kind of like He's slow down off. a little He's had bit a bad year. but what you notice about LeBron that never goes away is his passing his passing will always be elite and i think Court that's vision. what will sustain his career another 3 to 5 years you know what i mean right cuz his passing is really really like top 5 i think he's one of the best passers in the history of the game right and zion doesn't really provide that per se so we'll have to really see we're definitely gonna see there's definitely comparisons athletically between yeah that's why i think i think what will be the best thing for the knicks because they're not guaranteed to get the number one pick right let's say they get second yeah if they get the second pick i think the second pick sometimes is the best because there's no pressure on you right the second pick is you got what somebody else passed up like you got the next best thing which which is good for the guy who got drafted because there's no pressure on the number two overall pick. For sure. Like, when we look at number one picks, there's always a label it's of plus. Like, Fultz. oh, this guy, Fultz. Fultz. You could have had, um, you could have had Lonzo. You could have had um, Jason Tatum. Like, right. there's no pressure on those two guys. Poor Fultz, man. But Fultz, you know, like, you look at him, you like, he's a bust. Who's another bust? Anthony Bennett. Bust. Darko. Yeah, Darko. So, when you're when you're number one, there's a lot of pressure on you to have to perform and be good right away. Right. Whereas if you're number two, you know you kind of like get to be your own guy. Too. You're still motivated. Yeah, you're still motivated. You're still extra hungry. You still have that chip on your shoulder, 
And you know what you got to do to really, like, you know, sure. elevate your game. So, Can we talk about LeBron this year? What's going on? With LeBron? Um, he really thought, like, Kawhi was going to come. He thought he was going to get all these guys. Yeah. Um. So the thing about LeBron, I'm a huge LeBron fan, but I know his, his flaws in life. So the thing about playing with LeBron is when you play with LeBron, it's a huge uh, stigma that comes with it. When you play with LeBron, there's a lot of criticism you take on as being his teammate. Like, if you fail, it's, like, never really LeBron's fault. It's the team's fault. So, like, in Cleveland, right. it's like, oh, look at these sorry-ass teammates. Yeah. LeBron, he needs some help. Like, people don't understand. Kevin Love's a freaking all-star. Like, he's yeah. perennial all-star. He's one of the greatest. He changes games. He's really good. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, playing with LeBron when you're a player of his ilk, you have to, like, change your game to compliment him. Like, got to be a corner shooter. I look at Chris Bosh. Like, Chris Bosh, man, caused so much heat when he went to Miami, man. Like, oh, this bum, Chris Bosh. Look at him bringing Wade and LeBron right. down. Chris Bosh was balling, man. Balling, 18-footers. he had to change his game and settle. Instead of getting, like, 20 points a game, he had to say, yo, I'm going to have to get 17, but I'm going to have to rebound more. There's a skill in that. To be successful. To pass it up. Yeah. So he had to defer to guys like LeBron and D. Wade, and everybody can't do that. So they catch a lot of heat. So it's hard to play with LeBron, but coming into this situation in LA they had a young core with with a team that didn't really complement his skill set. Like I look at right. guys like JaVale McGee's inconsistent. You have Tyson Chandler. Like the veterans aren't really like Who's been who's the one guy that's been balling? Um Rondo? No. No. You're talking about Ingram? Ingram, yes. Yeah. He's been really but good. then you had those young guys who are unproven but high highly touted like high value draft mm-hmm. picks. Like they were all were like top two picks. So it's like Ingram, Ingram's problem is nobody really knows what he is. Like, when we right. drafted him, everybody was like, oh, he's going to be Kevin Durant. He's going to be Kevin Durant. Now we're kind of like, hold he's on. He's got to find his own way. He has to find his own way. He's not – and the, the thing is, you don't really know what these guys are going to be until five years into their career. Like, I'm a Nets fan. What you see with D'Angelo Russell is, all right, this is what you get. This is he's closer to the finished great. product. Yeah, where you can't give up on kids right away. You don't really know what they're going to be. So the problem That's is true. with this team is – once LeBron got hurt, that was really supposed to be the time I felt where the young guys were supposed to step up. Well, the other thing hold is... The, hold the load and hold the team while LeBron was out. How do you walk into the locker room after wanting to trade your whole team? Well, that's when everything got fucked up. So they didn't play well. Then you try to trade those guys. But now you got to remember, you just came off a mum stretch where those guys weren't really playing that great consistently. Right. So now their value is not that good. So now you're pitting Ingram in a trade, and people are like, eh, I don't really want an Ingram. Whereas, like, if Boston said, yo, we have a Jason Tatum for you, somebody's like, right, okay, okay, we'll take yeah. Jason Tatum right away. If somebody, let's say, let's say the Sixers, for example, say, yo, we're throwing in Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, yeah, I'll take that right so away. Come. But, like... Oh, he wants to back up. It's just different. So, it's Got like... live pullback here on the Yeah, pod. it's just different. So, you really just want to... That really messed up the chemistry of the team in the sense of... You had guys, like... Yeah, it's You have young tough. players who are like, wait, I'm getting traded? Like, I was giving my, my, my all out. Like, I don't want to leave LA. I like Los Angeles. Like, Los Angeles is a great city to live in. Yeah, you're about to go from Los Angeles to a city like... Cold New Orleans... Ass. Like yeah. I don't even think Northern's that cold, but it's just different. It's not. It's yeah, not LA. It yeah, it's not no. beautiful LA. Now you're like, I'm gonna get traded. Like, why? So you know, all of a sudden you're oh, kind of yeah. thinking New about Orleans. yourself now. Now, instead of like you know, thinking about passing it up, you're gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna take this shot. I gotta get my numbers because there's no telling where I'm, I'm gonna be value. in a couple of years. Yeah, I gotta look out for me now. 
And it's just that messed up the whole dynamic of the team. You could tell guys didn't trust each other, and it showed on the floor. And they lost a lot of games to teams that they quite Should certainly have shouldn't have lost to. That was the problem. Like they were pretty much a shoe in to make the playoffs at least as an eight seed, but Correct. then they started losing to teams they shouldn't have. Like did they lose to the Knicks? I think they might have won. They, yeah, they lost to the Knicks. They lost to like the, the Phoenix. Yeah. Like they were losing very bad games. Like very bad. And those losses. are two of the three of the worst teams in the league, so, other than the Cavs, which you just yeah. Lost. What you're gonna see this off season is, and I don't know what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, what do you think's gonna happen going forward? So what's gonna happen is I don't know if they could really win the Anthony Davis sweepstakes simply no. because they would have already they would have won it already. They they needed to throw everything in the kitchen sink to get him. That was their window. When they did that move, they needed to go all in and acquire him. That's such a weird thing. Like the the thing they said was they were negotiating against themselves because New Orleans just wasn't like yeah. responding. It's like the the crazy ex. And you're yeah. just not gonna. So they ultimately needed to really go all in. Right. Now that they don't have him, they have to look at acquiring a max free agent. So, obviously, Kevin Durant says he doesn't want to play with LeBron. He's out. Kawhi Leonard says he wants to go to L.A. but not really play with the Lakers. Probably go to the Clippers is what it's projected as. Mm -hmm. So, now you kind of got to look at lesser name guys who could play, but you need to find guys that can fit in with LeBron. So, now you're probably looking at maybe the Kemba Walkers of the world. Maybe I don't right. think Clay Thompson like the would come. Tier, no way. Yeah, like you got to really look at guys that could play with LeBron, and you have to build a good team. But more so, that it won't be superstars, but it'll be a good team that could play well. For sure. Because I just felt like Magic. You know, you could have gotten guys this year. Magic spent money on guys like Javale McGee, like Rondo, Mike Beasley. Like the team building principle, I don't know what no, he was chemistry. thinking. Yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't really good. So we'll see what happens this year, but. <laughs> Do you think he'll um, wait till his son gets in the league to retire? Oh, LeBron? Yeah. Yeah, he definitely, he's spoken out about that a couple plan. times. I think that's his plan to play one season with his son, which is also why his contract is structured the way it is. I think it's three years. It's like a one-year player option. So I don't know what will happen exactly with the league, but he's going to play at least one season with his son, and then I think that's going to be like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Like, now, I don't know how good his son, I've seen his son play. Like, I don't know what the projection is for his son, like, I don't know what happens in the event that, like, yo, what if his son's just not good enough to make it to the NBA? That would be so sad. That would like be very third, sad. Like, I think the brother. fans want to see it. Yeah, exactly. Lee I think Angela. the fans want to see it, but it's also, like, a lot of things that are out of our control, so. For sure. We'll have to see. You, you hope he gets in, though, but um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, man. That'd so, be cool. Switching topics real quick. I heard you were a bit of a wrestling fan. Like yeah, that. I dabble in. Usually around this time. Usually I always this dabble like in around like Royal Royal Rumble. Royal Tomesco. I watch Royal Rumble and then from there, like I'll tune in every now and then on Monday nights and whatnot. Yeah, it's the road to WrestleMania. I think Fast Lane's tonight, which is the last pay per view before Mania. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see. You Are you going? You know it's at uh, MetLife Stadium this Met year. MetLife, right? yeah, I wish. It's expensive, that, right? That's, that's a buck, yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't swing that at all. That's like yeah. my entire bank account, I'm being honest. <laughs> Yeah, I would have to. I, my boy considered it. I said, uh, if I could see something like drop on StubHub, I just would want to be in the arena. But I, I would yeah, drop even no to be more. Outside. Yeah, like yeah, and it'd probably be cold. I would drop no more than maybe like a hundred dollars to go. Yeah, that's like a the cheap five X, like yeah. five hundred dollar ticket for like the worst seats. Ever. Yeah, like five hundred is too much. Yeah, so probably but not going. We were talking earlier about uh, Ronda Rousey and her transition from UFC to WWE, and yeah. I didn't like it. So, you know what I don't like about what they've been doing with There's that? There's been times it's been good, but overall... Sometimes, yeah. What I don't like about it is they give every they give them too much, too fast, too soon. And I get build. it, she's a star. But what I hate about WWE as of late there's is... There's no more long-term There's no more long-term build-up. It's like, yeah, like, everything's like a home run. Like, 
before it used to be like, all right, you're going to start this guy. You're going to build, develop his character. You know, you'll have him like have different storylines. And then eventually, you know, he'll at the climax of his career, he'll win the title. And I just feel like they just was like, yeah, once you knew, once once it was like even like inklings of Ronda, like, yeah, she's going to come in. You kind of just knew like, oh, yeah, they're just going to give her the woman's title on a silver platter. Right. And. Then the shit I saw the other day that she posted was it on Instagram? She's I, been her. She's been posting a lot of crazy stuff on Instagram. But like this was one of those, and I don't know if it was real or not. It seems real. It was one of those like, yeah, I don't care about this. Like this is fake. Like I guess she had beef with what Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. And she was like, yeah, like I don't really care. Like I, I'll be her ass. You know she can't handle me in a real ring. Like you know what I mean? That's real. In a real it. fist fight. And in my head, I'm just like. Well, duh, you were a UFC champion. Right. But let's not forget you were getting your ass kicked when you were on your way out. So I don't really want to hear shit. Yeah. Like, if I was... Like, I just... I just don't like her attitude towards it. And my thing is, like, yo... You kind of... She kind of sucks as an actor. Yeah, like, she's not Her good promos are really trash. In the ring, she's good, but Yeah, on mic, like, on the trash. mic, she's horrible. And I feel like that's 80% of it, like... It's more it, of it than the Yeah, ring. Like, I, like, I was just like, are you serious? So in my head, I'm just like, yo, like, who do you think you are? Like, you're not that good anyway. So I kind of hope, like... And that's also why... They get her out. Yeah, long-term storytelling when it's done right is so good. Because, like, Becky Lynch was, like, looked over and all these things. And now that she's finally, like... Getting her shot. Yeah, it's so much better. Yeah, it's just... It's so annoying. Like, I would love to just... I, I, I hope Ronda... They're probably going to make Ronda cough up the title. Yeah. But, uh... Be her, but what I would years. like is... If y'all really wanted to be funny, although she would never agree to it. Like, get, like, Holly Holmes or somebody. Oh, <laughs> or, like, yo. a five-day contract at WWE just to be her ass. Yeah, they would, she would never agree What to I don't understand is there, there has to be some type of stipulation in her contract to prevent her from going out on a rant like this. Like, they it's probably just so crazy, man. I think they were just so thirsty well, to get the, her. That's the thing. You never know what's real and what's fake, which yeah, is the beauty of it. But it's like, man, I wasn't really a fan of that. It was really corny. I'm I'm just not I'm I'm yeah. not I'm all out on her man. I was never really a huge never fan really of her. In. Yeah, yeah even in the UFC days, but like she's just she's just full of herself, man. Yeah, she's crazy. So I just want her to like fade off. Like I'd be happy if she never touches the TV screen again. So damn, we'll see. there you go. Yeah, let her get a real job like the rest of us. Facts, facts. All right, <laughs> so I think we did pretty well there. Thanks for coming on, man. Really Thanks for having it. me. I appreciate it, man. All right, man. Always good seeing you. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you soon.